It's April the 17th, Wednesday. Welcome back to AND, your contemplative prayer space between Sundays. This is a big week. It's Holy Week, or Passion Week. In this last phase of Lent, we, like the original disciples and friends and family of Jesus, accompany him through these last days of his earthly life. This is much more psychologically, emotionally and spiritually challenging than Christmas. We're not surrounded by a general feeling or awareness in our culture that will carry us along through it. Not many of those around us are conscious of the soberness of these days for us. So we, like Jesus, walk this road somewhat alone. Today is Wednesday, but it's not an ordinary Wednesday. This is Holy Wednesday. What's so special about Holy Wednesday? It's about darkness, actually. In many church traditions, a tenebrae, or darkness or shadow, service is held. And during the service, the lights and candles are put out in the church, leaving people in the dark. It's a dramatic way of being with our own darkness and the world's need for life-giving light. It's two days before Passover, and it's this very night that Judas sold Jesus out to the high priest and the Pharisees. That's pretty dark. It's also the night of a dinner at Bethany, when an uninvited woman arrived after dark, bringing to a room full of judgy people a unique gift, a jar of expensively perfumed oil, and in front of all the dinner guests, she anoints Jesus his head, his feet, with this precious spikenard. There are so many, many things that are shocking about this act from the perspective of the righteous people. What they focus on is the money. In the ninth century, an abbess called Cassiani wrote a hymn about this gospel event which is sung in Orthodox churches every year on this day. In her hymn, the woman speaks of what darkness has been for her. A frenzy of licentiousness, a love of sin. With a bit of creative license, Cassiani has merged an earlier anointing story into this one, but let's not be picky, it still works. Perhaps today, Cassiani might write, that under the cover of darkness, many girls and boys have been victimized by others' licentiousness and love of sin, leaving them enslaved, shamed and hopeless. I think she would. Amazingly, people go to the Tenebrae service just for this hymn, some of them. Many of them are sex workers. The hymning of this story can last for up to 25 minutes. It's not rushed. There is a welcome in this dark service. And there is crying on Holy Wednesday as the story is sung and the hurting hear Jesus stick up for them as he receives the anointing of their expensive gift of tears. Hear the story now and put yourself in the scene. 
we've done this before. It's praying with the imagination or Ignatian meditation. So, even though it may not be nighttime where you are right now, imagine it's nighttime. And there's a house full of people. Are you one of the guests? Are you the host? A disciple? Or are you the uninvited one? Give yourself a moment to orient yourself in this story, in your God-given imagination. And just follow along in your imagination as I read the story. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them any time you want. But you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. So just to track along with you and the story. What's it like for you at this dinner? What do you notice about the atmosphere in the room? You know how crowded dinner parties can be. Can you see the woman? How do you react to her behavior? What's it like as the perfume fills the room? And what do you want to do? If the perfume is yours, if you are this uninvited one, what's it like 
to enter that room. How do you feel as you approach Jesus? for you as you begin to touch Jesus with this fragrance. Whoever you are in the story, look now at Jesus' face. Find his gaze. Hear him say, leave her alone, stop bothering her. She's done a beautiful thing to me. Now what happens next? Let it play out in your imagination. now to gently return to where you are and to carry this moment with you. I'm sure you've noticed that it doesn't matter whether you're a woman or not. When you put yourself in the story, you're in the story and what you hear and experience is for you. So we're leaving you today with Cassiani's ancient hymn of the anointing by the sinful woman. Not a 25-minute version, and not in Greek, but a seven-minute version in English, sung by the University of King's College Chapel. You might never really have liked or enjoyed or listened to choirs singing like this before, but this is a very special song, and it may touch a particular part in you. So just let it play for as long as you want to, remembering that the hymning of her story is the hymning of your story. Remember, you are welcome. Your gift is beautiful. Only you can give it.